Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the Director of Student Ministry Matters, and I'm thrilled that you have chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. If you're enjoying what you hear, I just want to encourage you, if you would, as uh, some of the students shared last week, smash that subscribe button. Let people know um, that you like our podcast, that you're listening to our podcast, all those things. Uh, just loved Chris with his students on last week as they talked about some great tips for Bible reading. If you haven't heard that podcast, I encourage you to go back and check it out. This past year has been a difficult one. There is no doubt about it. 2020 has been a hard time for us all as we've tried to navigate through uh, student ministry and just ministry in general. How do we do it? How do we make it work? And here we are at the beginning of 2021. And with we had this hope that everything was going to be okay and we were going to be able to just go forward. But we're not quite there yet. The vaccines are dropping. People are um, getting ready. Um, hopefully this summer is going to be a better year for student ministry than this past one. I know so many conferences and camps had to cancel. So many different things were, were done differently, and it was just hard. And I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you in these days. Understand that God is here with us. He is serving Uh, not just serving alongside of us, but he is giving us the encouragement through the Holy Spirit. He is there with us. Uh, Just don't give up. Your students deserve your best. They deserve that. And we want to just say, keep going. You can do this. You can make it. Well, today's podcast is a little bit different. I'm here by myself in my office, and there's no one out there on the internets with me. I just want to share something that I shared in the Baptist Trumpet a few weeks ago. Um, student ministry workers over the years have received a bad rap. I, they just have. For the most part, these are some of the most intelligent, the most creative people that I come across in the church. These are men and women who love students who are trying to just figure things out and to understand a youth culture, understand ways that they can communicate the truth to people. But unfortunately, the bad rap that they've incurred has been because they've seemed unorganized, unproductive, uh, and it's been hard. And I found myself in that same case. But if you look at student ministry workers as a whole, typically they're going to be on the younger side. They're going to be in those 20s and and 30s. I I can say that because I'm 48 myself. But those 20s and 30s, and they're learning things. And so if you're listening to this and you're a pastor or you are a leader in your church, be patient. Just understand that these student ministry workers are doing everything that they can 
to love on their students and be organized. And sometimes those things don't work out very well because they're dealing with students that, well, (laughs) aren't very organized themselves. However, what I wanted to share today was just a brief few thoughts about how we can accomplish more as we work in the realm of student ministry. You know, youth pastors and student ministry workers, they get that bad rap, but um, these are intelligent people. You guys who are listening, who work with students, you, again, are some of the most creative, some of the most intelligent people that I meet. You are passionate about ministry. But how can we all do this thing better so that we can accomplish more for the kingdom? You know, I look at my own life, and I've had these struggles. I I don't speak as an expert, but as somebody who's kind of made it through and worked through some different things in my own life, and I just want to give you uh, four different things that I think will help as you uh, work and you try to get more accomplished and you want to earn this title of the productive youth pastor. You know, we all want to be thought well of. Uh, We want people to look into our lives and go, hey, he has done a good job. He is organized. He's professional. And there are some things that we can do. And I'd encourage you to listen to the How to Youth Ministry. They did a great episode on being a professional in the realm of ministry. Now, we don't want to be a professional youth pastor, but we want to work in the realm of professionalism. We want people to see us as doing our job well. We want people to see us as doing the best that we can uh, because our students deserve that. Our families deserve that. And when parents see you working hard for for their students, for your students, uh, they are going to appreciate that and they're going to support you. Well, let me share these four things and and then we'll wrap up just a brief word today as we talk about student ministry and as we continue these conversations. The first thing that if we want to accomplish more in 2021 is that we need to begin our day in the Word. Now, you may think, I'm not a morning person. And I'll tell you, I am not a morning person. It just doesn't work. I wake up in the morning If I can see as I get out of bed and walk towards the living room, that is fantastic. But I'm bleary-eyed. It just doesn't work well for me. But for me, when I arrive at the office, one of the most important things that I can do is I can sit down with the Word, look in the Word, and I use some of those Bible reading tips that, um, that they talked about last week that Chris Vines and a couple of his students talked about. You know, I have a time and place. I have... um, a Bible, and I spend some time in the Word. I write things down. I look at these things, and I spend some time there. Now, I know that being full-time in ministry, I have a privilege of being able to do that. And I know that some of you who are listening, you don't have that. So if you want to start your day in the Word, you have to get up even earlier. Or you have to be, like Micah has shared before, you have to find a a good listening app, something that you can listen to the Word on your way into the office. But begin each day in the Word. That's going to shape your thoughts. It's going to shape your approach to the day, how you look at the, the sin and temptation that's there. It just shapes who you are. So begin your day in the Word. It's going to shape and mold you. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is to write things down. Now, you may think, well, I don't need to write it down. I, I can 
use voice and I can just record it here or there and then I've got it. But I would encourage you to take that step. Whether you have a little notepad, a little notebook, or you take the time to type it out into your phone, that process of writing things down, the things that you need to accomplish for that day, that is going to do a couple of things. One, it's going to get you thinking about what needs to happen, but it's also going to help you remember to do them. You know, one of the worst things that can happen is you go through the end of the week and all of a sudden you realize, I was supposed to do something for my pastor. And with him being the supervisor, you want to do your best. You want to honor him. You want to help support his ministry and the ministry of the church. But if you don't write something down, there's a good chance you're just going to forget it. And so I'd encourage you to do that. That's one of the things that's helpful to me. Even if I don't look at that list again until the very end of the day, when I write things down, it helps me understand what I need to accomplish. So take a few minutes. So here we are. We've talked about these things so far. We've talked about beginning your day in the Word, writing things down. You are not that far into your day, really. You know, I don't know how long you spend in the Word, and hopefully uh, you spend at least a, you know 15 to 20 to 30 minutes, but maybe you don't have that time right now. Maybe you're just trying to make it through life and so spend a little bit of time in the Word. Write things down that need to be accomplished. The third thing that I'd say is take a few minutes to actually plan out your day. Not just writing down this big list of things to do, which, man, sometimes that things to do list on a Monday morning can just be overwhelming as I look at all the things that I need to accomplish for ministry, for family, and going forward. So I write all of them down. I'm like, how am I going to do this? So if you'll just take a few minutes and to plan out your day, whether it's a block of time that you're going to spend studying, a block of time that you're going to work on your church podcast, or whether it's a block of time that you're going to work on your Wednesday night message, or a youth activity that's coming up, and you've got to spend some time making some phone calls. You need to invest in those moments at the beginning of the day to plan out what you hope to do and what you hope to accomplish. Too often, we just let things go by, and we're like, oh, all right, well, oh, I've got to do that, so I'll get to that. Now, I'll work through it, and eh, it'll be okay. Everything will be okay. Unfortunately, that doesn't always work. Um, many times it doesn't work. And so when we just approach it and kind of fly by the seat of our pants, what happens is that people, well, we, that's why we get these reputations of being unorganized, a procrastinator. Um, and we don't want that anymore. We want to accomplish more, not just so that people look at us and go, hey, that's a guy who's got it all together. We want people to look at us and go, he is working hard for the kingdom. That's what it's about. So you get organized, you you write those things down, you plan out your day, you do all of those things together so that you will accomplish more for the kingdom of God. So that you'll be able to impact those students, that you'll plan out and that you won't forget a birthday for a student or that you won't forget to send a card or to make a phone call or send a text, that you won't forget those things, that you'll actually spend some time and do it. You know, we know that student ministry is all about relationships, whether it is talking to your students on a Sunday morning, 
um, whether it is calling them, it is sending them a note, seeing them at an event that they've got going. And Corona has made all of this so hard. It just has. You can't go to ball games because they have a cap on how many people can be in a stadium or uh, an arena. And they're, they're not allowing anybody except family to come in. And, and then it gets difficult. And, you know, it's, it is hard. So it takes a little bit more time for us to be intentional, for us to think about, okay, this week, how am I going to reach out to my students? Well, I need to take some time and think about that. Be intentional as I work through those difficult situations. Because if we don't, if we don't take time to invest in our students, then we have missed a a whole year of life and and we're going to lose students in that process. Now, again, we're not the ones that are pulling them into a relationship with God, but we have a responsibility to minister to them. Uh, We have a responsibility to love on them and let them know that they are loved. Now, I fully believe that parents and families, that's where discipleship needs to be happening. But as our job, our role as student ministry workers in our churches is to help facilitate that. And part of that comes from a relationship that we have with students and that we have with parents. Um, it is important for us to invest in that. And so just take a few minutes to, to plan out your day. And it doesn't take long, but it can make, um, you know, it can pay in big dividends. And so we begin the day in the Word. We write the different things that we've got to get done over the course of the week. We take a few minutes each day to plan those things out. And then here's a real key. And here's something that I haven't done over the years because, well, it's kind of scary. Now, if you're a student ministry worker who is full-time, you work in a church, this one's kind of easy because you've got somebody there who is looking at you. It's this, find someone to hold you accountable. Now, if you're a volunteer, you sort of have a supervisor, um, your pastor, if you are simply, if you are the student ministry worker in your church and it is solely a volunteer position, um, there is less oversight. I would encourage you to talk to the pastor and say, hey, listen, I need you to help, help me. Help me be accountable so that I accomplish the things that we want to accomplish as a ministry and uh, as we go forward with our students. So whether you are paid, unpaid, volunteer, wherever you fit in that, it is important that we have somebody to hold us accountable. Now, again, it may be the lead pastor. If you're in a bigger setting, it may be uh, the youth pastor himself, maybe supervising the work that you do within that student ministry, Uh, but it could be anybody. Um, Maybe there's another leader in the church. If your church has elders, uh, maybe the deacons are the leadership of that ch- of your church. Uh, wherever you find yourself in that case, it's important for us to have somebody that we answer to in any situation. If we didn't, there's a good chance we would do a lot of things that, that we don't need to be doing or that we um, would just kind of let slide by. I know that my pastor is going to hold me accountable for the ministry that's happening with our students and with our families. That's my role and responsibility here at my church. And just like that, um, I believe that everybody needs somebody to hold us accountable. Now, maybe it's your spouse. 
They can be that that source of accountability, or maybe that presents too much stress in your relationship. And so you've got a ministry friend. If you are a youth pastor full-time yourself and, and you just need somebody outside to kind of encourage you and push you along, another way is to have a ministry coach. That's something we don't talk about here a lot on our program, but uh, Student Ministry Matters does offer ministry coaches. And a coach is someone who will listen who will ask questions and help step through some difficult situations. Right now we have uh, several openings, and so if you'd like to to learn more about that, you can email me at info at studentministrymatters.com. Right now, for those five spots, I've got five spots typically each month, um, there's no extra charge. That's a part of what we do and part of our ministry. And so I just encourage you that if you don't have somebody to help you be accountable in those situations, think about a ministry coach. I think that's a, a great way to look at it ministry and in life is to have somebody to help help you be accountable. You know, there are tons of books uh, that talk about productivity and getting more accomplished. A lot of those, however, are all about self. I want to do this. I want to do that. But we want to do these things. We want to seek out uh, answers and to do better, not just for ourselves and, and not just for our students. We want to do this better for the kingdom, for the God who loves us, who cares about us, who created us. And so I just want to encourage you today, as you think about what this next year is looking like, what 2021 is going to be. I mean, it's here, folks. There's no denying it. There's already been craziness within the very first month. And we're like, how in the world are we going to make it through another year? Well, we focus on what's important. We focus in on what matters. We look at God's word. We minister and love on our students. And then we think about, okay, what does it take for me to accomplish more for him? Well, begin your day in the word. Write things down. Take a few minutes each day to plan it out and find someone who will hold you accountable. You know, that's one of the things that, that I enjoyed about college that I enjoyed about seminary and that I'm enjoying about um, my time now at Midwestern as I work on that next level of my education, there's somebody who's asking, have you finished? I have to finish my paper. I am in the, the midst of writing two final papers for my second class, and man, it's good stuff. I enjoy the work, but I know there is an end date. There is somebody who's going to hold me accountable, and I'm going to end up with a grade for the work that I do or don't do. Now, you may not get a grade for the work you do or don't do at church. And for some of you youth pastors and some of you student ministry workers out there that are paid, you can lose your job in this process. And so we want to do our very best. We want to accomplish more. We want to, to work for the kingdom. We want to do this for the students that we love, that we care about. You know, there have been a lot of great students that I've worked with over the years. There have been some stinkers along the way, but you know what? I love them too. And I think back to my time with them. Could I have done more? Could I have uh, planned better? Could I have loved on them better? That's what all these things are about. It's about ministering to students. It's about serving a God who loves me, who cares about me. I do all these things. Why? Well, I do them because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. 
Get Connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.